Welcome to the Sages Among Us. What makes a community great? Most importantly, it's the people who live and work there and are engaged in community life. The Sages Among Us focuses on those people, what they do and why they do it, and celebrates the leadership, time, and energy they bring to making a positive difference for all of us. And indeed, welcome to the Sages Among Us. I am Keith Porter, and as Claudio just told us, I have an amazing guest tonight. Uh, I'm going to help us understand the previously untold story of my guest today, and that guest is, as we've heard, Dave Barnett. He's better known in these parts as Buzz. And he's a guy who combines two of his life's passions, music and radio. He's the chief engineer for KVMR. And with help from a few others, but mostly by himself, he pulled off a miracle. He kept KVMR broadcasting continuously throughout the COVID pandemic when uh, most of the broadcasters were not even able to be in the studio. So, Buzz, welcome to the hot seat on The Sages Among Us. Uh, Thank you, Keith. I I appreciate it, although, as I said before, I don't know that I qualify to fit in the category with all of the other fine people you've interviewed in this. So. Well, let's talk about why okay. I think that may not be the case, why I think all you right. really do belong there. But we'll, we'll, we'll get there. we got a little time to talk, but uh, it's going to go real fast. A lot to talk about. Uh, but um, let me just share a little bit about your background. Uh, you were born in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. You went to school in South Dakota at Rapid City. You went from there over to Illinois for a while, working in radio. Got and you were you were a ham at a very early day, ham radio operator at a very early age. We'll talk a little bit about that. You ended up coming to California in Silicon Valley, where you participated in a lot of uh, Silicon Valley startups that didn't necessarily take root, but you gave a lot of effort to it. Uh, you've said that you had a lifelong love of both music and radio. And while in California, that brought you into the festival scene, where you were going to music festivals in the woods. And uh, one of those uh, resulted in a contact that it ultimately brought you to Nevada City here at KVMR in 2012. So um, it's, it's great to have you here, and it's great to understand a little bit more of your story. So um, tell me about, let's go back to the beginning. In Sioux Falls, you growing up there, uh, what was it like as a place to grow up in? You know, Sioux Falls is a, at the time it was a city of about 100,000 people which doesn't sound like a lot, but it was really the trade center for probably 200 miles. And uh, it just happened to be a town that grew up to serve the agricultural communities around South Dakota. It was like the big town that everybody went to. And we didn't really have a city with buildings, you know, tall buildings and stuff like that, like you think of. I guess I would best describe it as a suburb without the city that without, surrounds us without a city center huh? yeah, uh-huh. yeah all right uh the the whole area was uh, lots of tract houses and, and it wasn't we didn't have businesses we had a very large stockyards um had a large meat packing plant but there weren't the tall office buildings that you kind of associate with a city so is there anything you miss about that that uh, you know you kind of feel a little bit uh, homesick about from time to time <laughs> okay, you know, I think I'm, you've answered that. I'm, I'm trying to think of it. Not, not really. Yeah, okay, um, there is the the seasons. I, I guess there's there's the bit of a camaraderie when it's 21 below zero outside, and somebody invites you into their home, and it's all nice and warm and stuff like that. I guess I guess you don't get that in California, but there's, you know, there's just a lot of things that I've come to enjoy that don't exist back there. 
Well, we, uh, we think California, and particularly this western slope of the Sierra, is a pretty magical place. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're the oldest of five. Um, I asked you if you were kind of a surrogate parent, and you said, eh, no, not really. Your, your siblings were spread out. But uh, what was life like uh, in terms of your childhood? Any special memories? Oh, I, I would have to say that it was pretty much a, a, a normal childhood. I, 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 was, I was the nerd. Okay. Yeah. Um, I I didn't uh, didn't really participate in sports and and wasn't one of the cool characters, but uh, that that was kind of the way I was growing up. I uh, where other people were playing baseball and things like that. I was curious about radios. I stumbled into kind of a weird job, but I wound up basically fixing televisions for people in Sioux Falls when I was in high school. Yeah. And so I guess that was a lot different from a lot of people. So would you say, were you the obedient kid uh, or a little bit of a rebel? I wasn't so much a rebel, but I got into my share of trouble. Okay. <laughs> well, you got your ham radio license at 13, so you must have been awfully busy studying uh, to get, probably didn't get into any terrible trouble, or, I did, w- or did you? No, I mean, I, I don't think I ever went to jail or anything like that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, juvenile hall? No. <laughs> no. Um, I, there, there were a few escapades where, like, a friend and I decided we were going to make some wine, and it didn't turn out so well, uh, and st- not, stuff like not, that. Not a complete nerd. <laughs> <laughs> so hey, tell, tell us about your experiences with the DJ at Ray's Drive-In. And how that led to seeing lots of touring Grand Ole Opry shows. You know, my my father, his, the secretary at his work, uh, a lady by the name of Pat Stabell, who Pat Fields now. Um, I, in fact, I, I still talk to her. But I would have to say that she really piqued my interest in radio. Uh, this was, okay, we're talking the 60s, and the local drive-in with car hops had a country western radio show from like maybe seven to nine or eight to ten at night and it was remote from there it was broadcast from there yeah done live from the drive-in and i used to my dad used to take me over there to go see pat play radio and i was fascinated okay in this era you played 45s the commercials were on little teeny three-inch reels of quarter-inch tape <laughs> and she loaded up the tape machine with these reels and and I just I, I saw the whole thing happen and it was just fascinating to me and then you'd go out in the car and you'd hear it on the AM radio get out there to the <laughs> world yeah and uh, I, I have to say that probably Pat inspired me in some ways certainly my dad and his ham radio activities uh, inspired me for RF but it was Pat that that uh, got me into seeing what real live music was about. You, um, you, are you still in touch with Pat? Is Pat still around? Yeah, yeah, she's, she lives in Sioux Falls. I, I called her last time I was back, actually, and we talked for quite a while. Well, we'll, podca- but, we'll podcast the show when we're done, so you can, uh, you can tell her about it and we can, uh, you know, we can see what she thinks about it. She, she hates computers, and she won't ever hear it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. But that's, but that's Pat. That's friends, yeah. Um, but, yeah, it, it, yeah, if I talk to her, it has to be on the telephone. That's just the way it is. All right. Uh, 
Well, you went on, you got your electrical engineering degree at uh, in Rapid City. Um, any particular experiences in college? Were you like on the college radio station, that sort of thing? Or? We, d- we did have a college radio station at Rapid City. It was KTEQ. And um, it was your typical college radio station of the time. It was 10 watts. We got a license to increase it to... I think it turned out to be 714 watts. Wow, that's a big um, jump. And we moved the transmitter to a site uh, on a hilltop to where it didn't just cover the campus, it covered the the entire town of Rapid City. Okay. And KTEQ was, in a lot of ways, a lot like KVMR. It was a very eclectic, student-run, all-volunteer station, and uh, we... We're exposed to lots of good music, just much the same way as what happens here at KVMR, only in a very different time. So you had early work experiences in um, South Dakota and Illinois, and those all involved radio and TV engineering. But you did so well, you got promoted, and you moved to San Carlos. That must have been, uh, California, that Mm -hmm. must have been a bit of a culture shock. It was. I, you know, I, I came to... Well, went to Illinois. It, it, every, everything was kind of like you, you wind up working with someone and somebody says, you ought to check out this job. And that was a series of that. I, wa- I wound up working in Illinois as, as a broadcast systems engineer. One of the things that I put together was a microwave system. And the manufacturer of the microwave was here in San Carlos, California. So when I came out to inspect and accept the system i got a chance to see what california was like and well there was i remember i got to california and i was in a hotel in redwood city and i heard kfat radio for the first time Uh. and i went out and bought a whole bunch of cassettes because i had this little i had this little recorder that would record off the radio and uh, i think i made about 10 90 minute cassettes of KFAT radio and brought them back to Illinois. And uh, a, a lot of people were really impressed with what the radio was out here. So it was about five or six months later that they wound up offering me a job and I moved out here. And no, no more um, negative uh, Fahrenheit degree days and uh, in the harsh winters, right? Yeah. Well, Illinois was a lot nicer. Illinois was a little farther south. It was on the Mississippi River, and uh, so I, I had kind of gotten out of that a little earlier. But uh, yeah, it's it's it was a drastic change, and of course the the big city and everything that comes with it was pretty much a drastic change. I'll bet. Having having lived in nothing bigger than a hundred thousand before that, I'm Keith Porter. My guest today is Dave or Buzz Barnett, as he's most most often known around here. He's chief engineer for KVMR, and with help from a few others, he pulled off a miracle. He kept KVMR broadcasting continuously throughout the COVID pandemic, even though uh, almost all broadcasters were not even coming into the studio because of the concern with the pandemic. But um, you, we, we got you as far as San Carlos, California, so you were working, you said, for some of the finest failed tech startups in Silicon Valley. <laughs> At the same time, you discovered the burgeoning Bay Area music scene. You got involved in radio broadcasting as a volunteer and a show host. So tell us about that period of your life, a little more about how, how you settled into California. You know, um, 
I, I went to work for a few different places and, and found that I really enjoyed a lot of these startup companies, uh, just the adventure and the things. A lot of the products never really materialized or maybe in some cases they were things that uh, people, for example, one of them was uh, an ATM type machine that delivered airline tickets and concert tickets. And all of that got got replaced when the internet hit and e-tickets and <laughs> everything else. So, you know, don't need the paper anymore. Yeah, the uh, uh, the the idea that those people had, you know, they they got funded. It was venture capital, and uh, the the interesting things about it were the way people make things work, and and I I really enjoyed that kind of thing. I had one of those adventures with a techie neighbor. We we never got funded, but we were working on a <clears throat> credit card processing system for uh, remote use, like for airport limousines, taxis, and things like that. Anyway, we'll compare notes on that some other time. Yeah. This one's about you, not about me. <laughs> hey, but you uh, you got involved in the Bay Area with a Strawberry Music Festival. Uh, you got to go camping and hear music in the Sierras. Tell us about some of your experience with live remote broadcasts of those kinds of events. You know... That was some of the most magic time. Uh, I think I went to my first strawberry in 87, 86, 87, I can't remember, and discovered Hog Ranch Radio and the things that those people were doing and the ability to capture live sound and and put it in a, a form that was just so much better than all of the other live concerts that I've heard on the radio. You know, this was in the time when, you know, it was New Year's Eve and you'd hear Marshall Tucker Band nationwide on the radio, but it didn't always sound that good. Yeah. And the folks at Strawberry had it together, and I was just really intrigued by their methods and what they did to put together a radio broadcast. And for the longest time, I resisted becoming involved. I insisted that I was going to buy a ticket and be a paying customer. Oh, relax. (laughs) And I think it was like 94, 95 that Tom O'Hare asked me to do something, and and I I relented, and uh, I've been part of it ever since. Well, sometime up there, you met Eric Rice from KVMR, and he told you about an opening for engineer here, and uh, you made that leap in 2012. What what were some of the things you had to consider uh, in order to make that decision to come to KVMR and uh, and your wife too? Uh, how how did that involve you and your wife? And uh, what? well, well, she she was very supportive. Okay, uh, Cindy is is a fantastic lady, and she was supportive of the concept of us coming up here. I have to say that this was in a time when there wasn't a lot of work available in the tech industry uh, compared to now. So my, at, at that time, my forte, if you will, was network engineering and Linux administration. So every day I'd go searching for a job that said Linux and network in it. And most of the time they wouldn't show up. And sometimes a few, and you know, I got a lot of interviews, but I never really got anything fantastic. And there was a uh, I, I was doing contract work, um, managing different people's. Ba- basically, it was a company that was the operations group for people who didn't have an operations group, and uh, mm. not not great. But you know, it paid the bills and that sort of thing. But when Eric 
mentioned this thing about KVMR. I came home and told Cindy about it, and you know, she said, go ahead and apply. And I said, well, I don't think they'll take me anyway, because by that time, my skills had really gone off into something completely different and not related to radio. It was more internet switching and packet packet transfers and all sorts of other nerdy things, right? Real esoteric stuff. Yeah, and, uh, well, for some crazy reason, they hired me. I don't know why. Well, um, again, I, I would guess from the Bay Area to Nevada City, a bit of a culture shock, is that right? And and does it now feel like home to you? Uh, have you settled in? It, uh, it feels, years? yeah, it feels like home. I get, I get to a big city and uh, there's a... There's a left-hand string band slash leftover salmon song called "Get Me Out of This City," and uh, I think I play that a lot when I have to <laughs> when I have to drive a freeway in a big town. There you go. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, you know, I've personally had a chance to observe a few of the things that your work here involves, and it looks like fixing an air conditioner at the transmitter on Banner Mountain, and some of that is a far cry from the uh, software work you were doing with uh, networking and uh, packets and Linux and all of that. Um, so w what what else is different from what you were doing then to what you're doing now? You know, it's, well, it, in a lot of ways, first of all, I get to, I get to live the dream of carrying out some of that that fantastic sound that I heard at Strawberry and picking, you know, taking some of the techniques that they used for live music production. Uh, we've, you know, we've always broadcast a couple of festivals and we've, I think, beefed up the quality of the sound and used some tricky techniques now that we've got digital delays available and things like that. We're able to really make our live sound on KVMR sound something different. And, and quite honestly, that's one of the things I'm really proud of. Well, one of the things that you do is shepherd a group of people like me, uh, and actually it's a pretty big group of volunteer broadcasters. We've got, what, a couple of hundred volunteer broadcasters now? Probably. Uh, and uh, every one of them is apt at one time or another to push the wrong button and not put the studio on the air and have dead air or something like that. And and you patiently um, shepherd all that process and, and keep us all on the straight and narrow. So any, any frustration in all of that, or you have fun doing it? I'm glad you say patiently. That's all I got. <laughs> No, it's you know what? That's what make this that's what makes this radio station magic. Uh, you can listen to Spotify, you can listen to uh, you watch YouTube videos and anything else, but there is nothing like a radio program curated by a creative human that is putting something together. And we have about two hundred creative humans that come in here and and do something remarkable for two three hours a day you know two or three hours once every other week and uh i just i'm i've said this before and i'll say it again i'm just really proud to be a part of this operation great so what parts of your work do you enjoy the most um and i'm sure it's not the part about uh, watching for dead air on <laughs> the volunteer <laughs> broadcasters but uh, but what parts of your work make you grit your teeth and you just do it in order to get to the good stuff oh geez you know so much of everything is an adventure and and it it it's like listening to new music i i want to see what comes next okay what are, what is going to happen next what are we going to 
wind up doing today, you know, what what little curveball is the universe going to throw KVMR that might be something else we got to deal with? And uh, and and I guess that's what keeps me coming every day is I never know what's going to happen, and I always want to be there for it. Yeah, well, I came into the studio here and put my thumb drive in to put a, the, the music for the program in, and it didn't work. And I moved it to, the th- to a port on the computer that hasn't been working for a long time, and it's working again. So and, you're magic, Buzz. You know, and, and the only thing I could think of is that that computer must have got a Windows update and it fixed a driver or something. <laughs> and, and, you know, you ask what just drives me crazy? CD players. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, they're on their way out, right? Eventually. Yeah, eventually. you know the we we don't have a viable source for new CD players because, um, you know, it, it's it's a little bit strange because the broadcast industry has all gone to computer playback, and we are pretty much a a unique operation the way we do live radio here. Uh, you'll find that. Almost everything else has a playlist of somewhere between 80 and 400 songs, and they put them all on a hard drive, and they program it, and they line them up, and that's it. Right. And that's because of that, there's no market for broadcast CD players anymore. Well, I'm Keith Porter. My guest today is Buzz Barnett. He's the chief engineer for KVMR. And with help from a few others, he pulled off a miracle, keeping KVMR broadcasting continuously throughout the COVID pandemic. We'll touch on that in a second. But I want to ask you a couple of personal questions, Buzz. What are the personal rewards? I mean, for you, you know, in your heart, from your work in this community and making radio work, and what makes it all worthwhile to you? You know, just there, there's a satisfaction of... It, it it's so simple but when when i get home in the afternoon and i can turn the radio on and there is a creative human playing music and i can have that radio on and either sit and listen to it or be doing something else and and have it on and i know that i'm a little part of that and uh it th- th- that's the reward that really is I would say you're a big part of it, and, well, and, and especially during the pandemic, because you kept you kept this station on the air when broadcasters were not doing what they normally did. And I think your, your procedure, you played a lot of uh, repeat shows, right, that were in the archives. Well, and, and a huge amount of credit goes to Sean Dooley Miller, too, who, who did as much as I did, if not more. Okay, but you guys, uh, and you started training broadcasters to do their recordings at home, getting equipment, getting, uh, getting them uh, all set up so that they started doing uh, current shows, even though they weren't here in the studio doing them. Right. Uh, an amazing effort on everybody's part. You and Sean really, really pulled it off. So a um, couple of more personal questions. Is there anything in your life, an accomplishment or a role that you'll feel that you're especially pleased with or proud of? Yeah, it's, you know, I, if you're going to talk about my life, I couldn't let it go by without talking about uh, what happened to me about 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. And that was when I, uh, I realized that I had a problem with substance abuse, and I got myself into a 12-step program. And uh, realistically, without that, none of this would be happening today. So it really, uh, it really did something important in your life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's you know, it it's not something that a, a lot of people talk about. But you know, as as you asked me about this, and 
and I got to think about things that are significant in my life, um, well, the fact is, I probably wouldn't be alive today if it wasn't for that. So, well, we're we're grateful that you're alive, and we're grateful that you found the way to uh, to make that change in your life. So it it happened. So, and thank you for sharing that because I think. There are a lot of folks out there that that touches in one way or another from past experience or maybe even motivates people to take a step in their own life at a, at a crucial time. So thank you for sharing that. Um, let, let's talk a little bit about our community more broadly. Um, it, it's got a lot of people here, uh, I think. We've got artists, we've got professionals, we've got uh, all kinds of folks who could be somewhere else, perhaps with a bigger career or a bigger paycheck or something along those lines, but choose to be here. And uh, I'd say you're absolutely one of those. W why, why do you choose to be here when you could be somewhere else? I mean, what, what, what are the factors that go in your mind? And wh why do you think this community does that? Is, is, are we a special place in some respects? I, I think we are a special place. Now, for me, it was the radio station, okay? Long before I was ever associated with KVMR, I... We, my wife and I were looking for a cabin in the mountains. Mm -hmm. And uh, one of the criteria that I had for that cabin was that it had to get good radio. And uh, part of that was, I mean, in, in my mind, I wanted a place where you could pick up both KVMR and KPFA. I, <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. I think, I, I think that's, that, that's kind of strange, but, but that was my motivation and I have actually talked to other people who have purchased or moved to places based on radio reception. And, you know, I don't, I don't know that that's a big motivator for a lot of people, but it, it certainly was for me. So uh, other than the radio reception, what, what would you say, what do you like most about this community that we both call home? Just the the people that I meet, the the arts community is fantastic. Where would you where would you find a community like this that has live music at the Crazy Horse, live music at the Center for the Arts? You heard the you heard the arts calendar just before six o'clock, and uh, re, you got to remember that we don't live in Santa Cruz. We live in a a little community, and there's so much talent in this place. You can do. And, and I've heard it several times, an entire two-hour radio show of nothing but local talent Absolutely. And, have, and have it be very, very entertaining. Well, you've helped me live broadcast, for example, a, a, a classical concert a couple of years ago. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, it's like w there aren't very many towns where you can do that. Mm -hmm. uh, and it was an amazing experience. It was a, a, a learning experience for me, that's for sure. So, hey, Buzz, if a genie in a bottle granted you one wish to make this place better... What would you improve in this community? Oh, boy. <laughs> you know, more affordable housing. Yeah. I, I got to say, I think that that's probably the one thing that is dragging us down, if there's anything, is that it, it is an expensive place to live. Yeah, absolutely. Look ahead a little bit. Uh, what's something else you would like to do in your professional life, your personal life, um, is in, in this community or otherwise? What, what's, what's next for you? Oh, I, you know, it, like I said before, I, I enjoy waking up each day and seeing what's going to come next. And I would have to say that it is just to, to take life as an adventure 
and take every new day as it comes and see where it goes. I don't have, I can't say that I have any major goals. I don't, you know, I don't feel a need to do a lot of anything else in my life, quite honestly. Um, so, yeah, the daily adventure. You, uh, you're still into climbing poles and putting antennas up and things like that? You know, if it becomes necessary, <laughs> sure. All right. Well, you watch your step. You're not as young as you used to be, young man. <laughs> I know. I hate this old age crap, but that's the way it goes. It know? is what it is, yeah. <laughs> it brings us wisdom. It makes you a sage, but it also brings a, it brings a few things with it. Uh-huh. Well, it's great to talk to you today, Buzz, and, and to get a chance to uh, learn a bit more about you and to thank you for what you've done to the community, for the community, and uh, for keeping KVMR as such a part of it. And why is it that you think radio is such a special medium at this point? You know, it, it works in places. To, it's okay, so here's an example. Today I drove to Quincy. I had phone reception for maybe 20% of the trip. Radio worked all the way. And it was my companion and what I needed what I needed on the drive, you know? And that happens to a lot of people every day. Well, thanks for helping make it happen. Uh, I, I admit that uh, it's been a pretty special time for me, to, too, to get involved with KVMR. I really appreciate it. And thanks for helping bring us uh, up to date on your life experience. It's a lot of fun. Uh, we hope you'll tune into the Sages Among Us again next week. Taylor Wolf will bring us a guest, and uh, it's always interesting. And uh, we really do care about this community, and uh, think it's a, a great place to be. My guest has been Buzz Barnett, Chief Engineer of KVMR, and the guy mostly responsible. Well, he and Sean were the, definitely the two people responsible for keeping KVMR air continuously through the COVID pandemic. Thanks, Buzz, very much for being here. We appreciate what you do. Thank you.